guys. Welcome, welcome to Cubs Odd Tap. We are here to celebrate a uh, Cubs 5-2 win over the Washington Nationals. I'm joined today uh, by newest Cubs on tap or on tap Sportsnet contributor, uh, Joey Ricotta. I hope I said that right, Joey. I just know you as Joey, but uh, it's like the first time we've really actually met face to face. So uh, welcome, man. How's it going? How you feeling? Yeah, I appreciate it. No, you nailed it. Joey Ricotta. So, um, you know, yeah, I'm feeling great. Cubs got a W. Cubs took the series and uh, happy to finally be on here. I know uh, you and I have talked in the past about um, doing podcasts together and stuff before and then now that yeah. i'm with on tap um you know it's it's cool to be here now we're, we're all kind of working <laughs> together so i yeah, i fun. love that I, before we get to the game i love that you brought that up i was telling ron the other day actually it was like yeah me and joey like dm'd last year uh because you checked out the other podcast that i do with tommy and sean uh sky's falling and i was gonna have you on the show but then the pandemic hit and Sports were canceled, so it was just like I don't even know what we would talk to him about. So uh, <laughs> we we were just trying, like last year, we were just trying to we were talking about wild ass shit, and I don't know, but yeah. So I I love that you brought that up, and that's why I'm so excited that you're part of the OnTap brand now, and that's awesome. And uh, I hope people people uh, you know get to know you a little bit, and uh, the people tuning into the podcast really enjoy what you bring. So. Um, cool, Sean from the that. podcast, he just said facts and that's literally right about the show that we were doing last year. <laughs> this guy's fault. It was wild. Um, so anyway, yeah, the, the Cubs win five to two, take three or four from the nationals. Um, I don't know about you, man, but I am, I'm lit. I am. I, it, the sun is out. It's like 80 degrees. It's a little humid, whatever. It's like, it is beautiful out on a Friday afternoon. I go out and inhale at least, you know, 20 more beers because the Cubs won and it's Friday and I don't have to worry about anything for the next two days as far as like, you know, my responsibilities and shit. So it's like, I, I'm sure you know it, but it, it, this vibe is something that just never gets old. Oh, it doesn't. Anytime you get a Cubs win, you get back to back series wins and this one just feels so much sweeter because you had the boys coming back to town. You know, obviously, you know, because you've been to you went to what, two of the games? I went to I went to two of the games. I went to Monday's game and I went to the one last night. So, I mean, this is just, you know, it's great. Uh, you know, seeing the, the, the packages that they put up there for uh, Lester and for uh, Schwarber and uh, just all the good vibes and to stack W's on top of it. I mean, I wasn't even expecting to be able to watch this game because I thought I had to work my real job. And then uh, getting the, the text message this morning, hey, we got some extra drivers, don't need to come in. I'm like, oh, wow, cool. I get to watch the Cubs uh, Nat series finale, and I'm sitting here with my zombie dust, and now I'm talking to you about a win. So it's it's great, yeah. man. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Hashtag crack them, by the way. Um, so I guess today's game, I thought – I don't know about you. What did you think about Trevor Williams? I thought Trevor Williams was actually okay today. And I was actually a little annoyed that Ross took him out earlier outside of the fact. And the only reason I could come up with the fact that he took him out was because Juan Soto was coming up. I think it would have been the third time that he faced him. 
and the Nationals had a guy on base. He want, I felt like he wanted to get Williams out with some confidence going into his next start, perhaps. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing, but that's not how I felt about it. Because I, I, I thought after the first inning, he was okay. He, he, he was getting through – he got through some innings pretty easily. And, I mean, I get, he gave out that leadoff double in that fourth inning or fifth inning. And, uh, you know, then he got the next two outs, and then Ross came and got him. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, um, you obviously you uh, tweeted back to me about what I put uh, my tweet during it when it happened because I was kind of feeling the same way. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I, I just want these guys to go deeper into games, you know, and they haven't been. So that's that's kind of where my frustration came from. But of course, you know that you you nailed it on the head. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the matchup there with with Soto, and you got the other uh, hard hitting lefties coming up, uh, Schwarber and uh, I believe Josh Bell too. So. Um, Bell was in the lineup today, right? Yeah. Yeah, Bell was in the lineup. He batted third, I believe, after Soto, and then Schwarber batted fourth. So, it, you know, it's and Williams, he traditionally struggles uh, more against lefties as as do most uh, right-handed pitchers. But, you know, him, his splits are pretty, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty uh, uh, high up there as far as, you know, he does struggle more against lefties. But, um you know, he, he wasn't pitching that bad. I don't think he, you know, he started out rough, you know, but uh, yeah. after he, he kind of settled down, you know, after that first inning and, um, you know, Ross, maybe he was a little bit scared just about Soto, especially there because Soto had some loud contact uh, on that ground ball. I think it was a mm-hmm. double play ball to Javi, um, if I can remember right. But I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. You got to go to the lefty there. And I, obviously Justin Steele came in and he, he slammed the door right there. So, you know, yeah, really too much, I guess. But for sure. And I mean, I Soto, I mean, he hit the homer yesterday. I was there. I watched that ball go into the stands. That was a like laser bomb, whatever oh, you want to yeah. call it. It was a massive bomb. And he's his power has been kind of down to start this year. It hits one yesterday. Ross probably thinking, you know, this guy's starting to maybe get it together. You know, the wind was kind of blowing out uh, today at Wrigley. I, I understand taking out Williams there. It's just – I think it's just the way the game is these days. It's just – it's not surprising when you see a manager take your starter out after 70 pitches, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then also we could – he could have – you know, Williams could have given up a run against Soto and we'd be sitting here talking about how Williams still sucks. So, I mean, I I don't know. I Of course, we need Williams to go deeper. Like, I, I'm not off the start Keegan Thompson train. Uh, I guess I'm – I'm I'm I'll pause for another five days, I guess, and see what Williams does in his next start. But I guess if there's anything to really be positive about about it is just that he was much better than he was whenever he faced uh, Detroit the other day. Yeah, and it's surprising that he pitches better against uh, a team like the Nationals than <laughs> right. uh, pitched against Detroit. But yeah, that's <laughs> positive. You know, I was ready to start hammering out that article uh, mm-hmm. that I was thinking about. You know that you mentioned, or I, I can't remember. I think it was you that you gave me the idea of, you know, keep it Keegan Tom, Thompson. Mm. Obviously we've all kind of been thinking, you know, maybe he deserves a shot there in the rotation because he's been lights out in the pen, but literally you know, lights out. He hasn't given up a run yet. Yeah, dude. He's been, <laughs> he's been incredible. I mean, his stuff yeah. just looks great too. It's like, yeah. You know. And he, I think he throws a little bit harder too. I could be wrong about that, but the one, one of the reasons I was on the Keegan Thompson train to make him a starter was because 
Williams, he's got great strikeout stuff. He'll get he'll rack up strikeouts, but he like just, like we've been talking about, he just doesn't go deep in the games. And who knows what would have happened today if Ross would have left him in. But today was like the first start Williams had where I'm like, okay, I'm actually kind of mad that they took him out outside of a few other starts in April that he had. But, you know, it, all in all, it, it kind of reminds me of like, I think there was a start Zach Davies had where he went like four innings against the Reds. And ever since then, Zach Davies has been trending up. Like I know his ERA is under two in the month of May. So maybe this is the start of Trevor Williams getting his shit together because the Cubs need him to get his shit together in terms of longer starts to preserve the bullpen or else like I don't know how many more guys they could just bring up from Iowa and they just they decide to be good. Um, it's been a blessing in disguise. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about it as much as maybe you know Cubs fans, I guess, but you know, I uh I don't know. It I think Trevor Williams today was it was a pleasant surprise, and also, like, I think it's a, a hopefully a start of like good things to come. Now, if he comes out in, that, in five days and fucking sucks, then then what do I fucking know? I don't know. But well, and there's uh, no, and you make great points. I mean, you know, he he obviously has a track record of being this kind of like up and down starter. So he'll he'll give you these good starts, and then he'll have those blow up starts. And yeah you know, finding the middle ground there of like what you can, what you come to terms with as far as a baseball team. Like he is like the definition of a number five starter. (laughs) And so it's like, we see this guy coming out of the pen in Keegan Thompson and we're like, man, this guy has upside and he can really Mm -hmm. be like a number three possibly in the rotation. Uh, You know, if he's given the reins and he's allowed to go out there and do this stuff. But when you get a good outing like this or decent outing from Williams, you know, we didn't go that deep, but he pitched okay. It it kind of makes you like, well, maybe we shouldn't pull the plug on uh, on Williams yet. And there's also the other factor of like possibly you could flip him like a Scott Feldman type of trade at the yeah. deadline. And, right. you know, then you've got the guy there waiting in the wings. You've got Thompson right there. You've got something of value for him since he's only on a one-year deal anyways. Yep, so. exactly. Yeah, I, I've been, like, going back and forth with it too, man. But I always keep coming back to what Jed Hoyer has been saying. You know, it's a transitional year, and it's like, or if it's a transitional year, then we need to find out what these young guys got, man. But, yeah. you know, I, I guess maybe we need more time. It is, I mean – it's almost June. It's going to be June in like, you know, a week and a half. So I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, I think even after today, I still think Williams is on a short leash, but I think he definitely earned himself another start. So Agreed. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens moving forward. Um, I Now I, I, I guess I'll mention the bullpen. Uh, you mentioned Steele. He went one and a third. He had three strikeouts, one walk, but those three strikeouts, he just continues to roll. He ended up coming out of the game after running the base. He had to run the bases uh, because uh, I guess Ross let him bat and he got on. I, I missed the part of him of how he even got on base. But anyway, he runs the bases, ends up coming out because of hamstring tightness. Uh, it's all really annoying because, A, I don't know about you, but I've been on the bring the DH to the NL train for a while. Um, and, B, like, Steele's been so good, you don't want him to have to hit a, the DL t- or the IL2 after Jason Hayward hit it today. Um, you know, there's been kind of a, the injury bug has been lingering around the Cubs like this entire month, I feel like. So it's like, fuck man, like how many, like how many more can this team take? 
So I'm hoping everything will be okay. I'm sure we'll find out more in the post game from Ross, which I obviously, since we're doing this right now, I haven't seen it. So <laughs> if anyone knows, feel free to tell us in the comments. Um, yeah, man. So like I said, Steele was great. Then uh, Tapera came in, pitched one inning, struck out the side. He is lights out right now. He is doing whatever he wants out on the mound, and it's just getting the job done. And then Andrew Chafin came in, got a clean inning. Uh, Nico Horner had an insane defensive play, which is becoming so normal these days um, loves, to get out of it. He loves saving uh, Chafin, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the second straight game that Chafin's pitch where, where Horner uh, basically saved, or has saved him, even though there was no one on base in this instance. But, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. And then Kimbrell comes in and, again, shuts the door ups the, the trade stock, uh, three strikeouts. He allowed a hit to start with Castro, but, uh, you know, I uh, the bullpen, again, is is by far and away the biggest strength of this team right now, and that's why I'm, like, nervous about what Steele's what – Steel, what's going on with Justin Steele, and we'll hope to find out. Um, Scott from Iowa, avid listener, he's in the comments, says, lots of power sitting and waiting in Iowa, both arms and bats. I heard uh, the Iowa Cubs won like 18 to one or something like that today, or 11 Ooh. to one in, in Iowa today. Um, I saw a highlight. Yeah, I saw a highlight. I think his name is Robert Stock. Struck out a guy throwing 101. I'm like, where's that been my entire life? Um, so, you know, Again, triple A. I'm not gonna get too excited, but uh that's that's something to I guess kind of watch. <laughs> yeah, where so, are these arms coming from? Like I know, dude. I I it has to be just like these guys who you know, like for instance, I, oh, I it's not a good example. I was thinking about like we've had Max Bain on this podcast, I've had him on Skies Falling, and he went he he signed with the Cubs in January of last year and uh was when they when the Cubs signed him undrafted he was you know throwing 94 anywhere between 94 96 he's now pumping like 99 101 in that range and i don't know what it is it's just how uh the the whatever these guys are training to do man it's it's insane it's insane stuff so maybe the cubs just have a slew of guys who could just throw super hard like that and uh i mean it's working um it's unfortunate in terms of uh if you're into offense, but if you're into pitching and defense, it's great. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm into offense as long as we get it. Yeah, if exactly. <laughs> if, we're, if we're shutting them down on, the, on that side of things, I'm all for the pitching. So, yeah, uh, yeah man, it's great. I, I love to see. And you know what? And now Theo Epstein doesn't look like such a moron when it comes to drafting. They're not drafting pitching or, you know, yeah. his ineptness, their ineptness to develop. It sounds like these guys are – just maybe late bloomers too. So yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, and I, and I love that you bring that up because even if the, Theo wouldn't have been able to develop any pitching with the Cubs, I mean, he still did enough to earn a lot of people's oh. respect. But, but uh, you know, he exactly. So, uh, yeah, no, the if if Scott, I know Scott from Iowa. I think I saw him on Twitter today. He was he was actually at the Iowa Cubs game. So. I'm going to take what Scott's saying in the comments and just roll with it, believe it. And if Justin Steele misses any time, I mean, hell, they called up a 30-year-old Tommy Nance the other day, and he struck out three guys in, in the bottom of the ninth inning. You know, yeah. it, you know, and he was throwing hard, too. So whatever. Uh, well, <laughs> next next good, man, man up. He's got, yeah. he's got that sink on that, like, 97 easy, 97-mile-per-hour with the sink. 
and then that mm-hmm. hammer that he's throwing. I mean, like 30 years old coming out of like indie <laughs> ball or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> insane. Absolutely <laughs> insane. I don't I I don't know, man. I don't know. But I, I love to see it if it's for the Cubs. So um, a yeah. little offense. Uh, like I said, Cubs won five. Oh, wait, two, so uh, f- real quick, real quick point. Uh, just yeah. to make about the bullpen. Uh, another four and a third scoreless innings pitch. Oh, yeah. That's one, a good point. one hit allowed. I mean, yeah. th- th- like you said, the strength <laughs> is in the bullpen. And, it is, man. And it's just, it's a incre- Kimbrel, too. I mean, just another yeah. lockdown. Yeah. Uh, what did he strike out three and gave up a hit? Yeah, he uh he gave up the hit to Stalin Castro and struck out three guys. Um Kimbrel, <laughs> like I kind of said, he is I don't know what the Cubs are gonna do in the next month and a half or whatever, but if they decide to move Kimbrel, you they better get the biggest haul ever. I'm talking wow. like Jeff Samarja for Addison Russell Russell type haul. Like, like that's the kind of haul I'm looking for if you even consider trading. Craig Kimbrell. Um, and then, and if it happens, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how the Cubs replace him, but it's hard to replace a guy like Craig Kimbrell when he is like this right now. Um, it's unfortunate we didn't get it for the, the last two years, even though last year was, I mean, last year was what it was, but you know, the, I think a lot of what Craig, Craig Kimbrell's success this year is just the fact that he had a full spring training, you know, had a full off season, not worrying about his contract, all of that stuff. So, well, yeah. I mean, look at like he struggled early on in spring training, and we were all kind of like freaking oh, out. He went to the, <laughs> yeah, he's going back to like how he was before mm-hmm. the last what week month. or two of the of, or month of the uh, last of last year. year. Yep. And wow, like flip the switch right before the season started, and then just right. like it hasn't looked back. So, I mean, and then the in in the two saves that he's blown, you can't even get mad at the guy. I, did, I wasn't mad at him for yeah. blowing the save against the Tigers when it's in extra innings and we got the stupid runner on second base rule going on, which I don't know how you feel about it. And my opinion about the runner on second base rule is just if it doesn't benefit you, like if you lose the game, you're going to hate it. It's like it's like the shift. Like if it been like if the shift benefits, you're like, yeah, the shift. But whenever someone hits it away from the shift or, you know, if your team's hitting and you need a big hit in a big spot and you hit it right in the shift and you're like, fuck the shift. You know, what I mean, that's that's honestly how I feel about the second the runner on second base rule. Um, yeah. I've it's really exciting when your team wins. Like, I understand a little bit of why MLB is doing it, because the extra innings have not only have games finished within an inning or two, but like it's just high anxiety to start each inning doesn't matter. And so again, that's like, that was like the last save he blew. And then the one before that, I think it was a similar type instance as well. So like he, yeah. Kimbrell in my eyes, hasn't really blown a save. So, um, yeah, I think the one know. was, uh, was that a blown save? The one with Muncie, the Homer. Yeah, I, I think so. <sighs> was it? A no, I think he just, I think he just gave up the, he, I guess he, the, I think the Cubs were actually tied with them at the time, and he gave it up. So I don't even think it was a safe situation in that moment. That, that's been like okay. two weeks. It was like Maybe, a decade yeah. ago when that happened. But, like completely shut. But I agree with yeah. you on the, the extra. And, yeah, I don't really count that extra inning blown save madness because it's like, dude, you give up a hit, he's got a guy on first base. Right, you know, like, right. It, it's like him starting off the inning. It's like not coming into a clean inning, and you've got mm. a guy on – second base for a it's just a weird situation to come in for a closer that's normally 
used to. I mean, yeah, they sometimes they ask them to get more outs than three. They're mm -hmm. coming in the eighth, but you know they're usually normally coming in the ninth inning with a clean inning. And, right. Uh, but the extra inning rule, dude. Like, why? I don't know. I just can't stand it either way. Like you said, yeah, I love it when the Cubs win, and yeah. it's like that. It's just like, man, it just doesn't feel like baseball, you know? Right. Like, I in in a sense, I'm only love it when the Cubs win because the game ends earlier and I don't have to sit there for 15, 16, 17 innings. <laughs> right. Some people like doing that. And it's not that I don't like doing it. It's just like, especially if it's happening in a night game, like I ain't gonna, I, I don't got time to stay up till midnight, one o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? So and it's yeah. like, there are pros to it. And the, obviously there's a lot of cons to it, but again, Craig Kimbrell, I'm again, I'm not going to blame him for those freaking blown saves. So he's just been elite, man. And, and if the Cubs decide to move him, they should, like I said, they should get a haul. So um, any more thoughts on the bullpen, man? I Or even Williams before we talk a little offense here because this team was all across the lineup was getting, was making it happen today. Yeah, no, let's get into the offense. I think I uh, extended the talk about that for – we didn't have to do that. but <laughs> No, you're good. You're yeah, good. You know. So, I think the the guy today for sure uh, was Ian Happ. He had two home runs, including two-run bomb to give the Cubs a lead uh, in the third inning. Um, and I'm just going to say, man, if this guy starts hitting like this or you know shows signs of how he hit the beginning of last year, that just brings a different dynamic to this team because – this team's been one of the best offices in baseball since like mid April and Ian Happ really hasn't been a big part of that. And if you start getting that production out of him, this offense is just going to take off and it might not matter if the Cubs aren't getting the pitching. Cause they'll just outscore everyone. <laughs> Dude, Ian Happ. I mean, okay. So I'm going to take a quick little victory lap here, <laughs> especially for the people that were like, like talking smack about Ian Happ. And yeah. like, oh, this guy sucks. All he does is strike out. He doesn't put the ball in the play. Listen, his his numbers this season, like the expected stuff, you know, the stat mm. cast numbers, all yeah. across the board were just insane. Like, uh, like mm. career highs for him for the most yeah. part. Other than, you know, the strikeout rate wasn't good, of course, but his walks were like a career high walk rate. His barrel rate, he was just hitting the ball on the ground, and he was hitting it at people, and it was just like it maddening when he would make contact. you make good contact just right at somebody. But, mm -hmm. dude, since the beginning, since the game that he left when he hit that homer in the game that he uh, got hurt with the collision with uh, Horner, he's 11 for 28 with five bombs and 10 ribbies. That, almost 400. I mean, yeah. dude, dude's raking right now. He yeah. He's on fire, man. It's good to see, too, because I was thinking the same thing. It was like he was starting to come out of it in that game against Cincinnati before he had the collision with Horner. And then he goes on the IL, and I'm like, fuck, when he comes back, like, what's he going to be? And you just said it, man. Like, he's he's been raking. Uh, he had an RBI last night, hits two home runs today. Yeah. And he just brings a different look to a lineup because one, he's a switch hitter. And the other day, he had three hits, batting right handed. So, all the people who say he should just hit lefty all the time, they were, they were, they're quieted a little bit. So, he's been hitting bombs right handed too, opposite yeah. field homers. I mean, yeah. I just, I, again, I'm just like, you get, you get this type of Ian Hap on a consistent basis going up against any team. I honestly, any team. And then you're getting MVP Chris Bryant. You get your cons all of consistency Anthony Rizzo as he's starting to heat up. And, you know, Javi and Wilson are going to be there. They're going to do what they do. And then add Ian Happ into that with Nico Horner, who 
we haven't even mentioned yet, but has just been red hot and just brings a different aspect to the Cubs lineup as well as just like a like the best contact hitter on the team outside of Matt Duffy. Yeah. Like the it, it honestly, it, yeah, my boy, yeah, my boy Matt Duffy. It honestly makes me super excited. And I'm telling you, this team could take off this like with the maybe this is the beginning of this team taking off this week because you know, they, they took two out of three in Detroit, right? And, you know, the the the, the one game they lost in Detroit, they should have won. And it's like, you know, the offense was good, but you still have your pitching issues and woes and stuff. And you're kind of like, I don't know. I went into this series against the Nationals. was like, I'll be happy if we split. Like, I'd be content with that. We go out, take three out four. Almost, to, almost swept the series. I mean, they had every chance to win last night. So, I don't know. I feel like we're just, you know, we're kind of just building momentum. Gonna go face our division rival in that shitty city of St. Louis this weekend, and we'll see what happens. I'm I'm feeling really good about this team right now, and I can't believe it because, like, literally a month ago, I was very down on this team. <laughs> yeah, and you know we were in a bad predicament, uh, bad situation early on. I mean, this May May has been a completely different story with the hitting. I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's full circle. It's like you can't hit anything. You're striking out. There's no contact. Now it's just like, oh, contact. We're getting runs off of like little bloopers. We're hitting bombs. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's really crazy. Yeah, and you mentioned it. You know, you get Chris Bryant back, and he wasn't even in the lineup today. And I know he, that's why today's win so huge in my eyes because like you didn't even have to play your best player. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was kind of mad that they sat him because like you want to try go out there, put your best guys to go out there and get a series win and yep. Didn't matter. So Ian Hap showed up when the Cubs really needed it today. And uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there, man, but yeah, no, I'm no. really excited. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I, I love to see it. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's, dude, I, uh, you know, when you look at it like, like that, like I was upset too. Like you, I saw the, the lineup and I'm like, Chris Bryant's not in the lineup and you have a chance to take the series and take three or four. And you put Nick Martini in there. And I was more surprised. I don't know about you, but I didn't, like, look at anything beforehand. So I was – I don't know which one I was more surprised by, Rizzo being in the lineup or Bryant being out of the lineup. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was actually more surprised about Rizzo being in the lineup. Though I mean, it just seemed like he was headed for an, for an IL stint. Yeah. Turns out he's okay. He had two hits today. He should have had two RBIs if there weren't pitches or pitchers on base on the base pads whenever he came up yeah. to hit and get those two hits. But uh, you know, I, it's a positive sign, man. And it didn't look like he had any pain out there defensively. No, I didn't hear the broadcasters mention it or anything. So um, I think that's all good. I'm just you know, all he needed was a day off. That's good because I know he has he's had back issues in the past. So um, yeah. Like I said, Rizzo had two hits. Even Jock Peterson had two hits today. He struck out his first two at bats, but he really got it going late in the game. He had an RBI single as well to to extend the Cubs' lead. Um, and yeah, then, like, we, hot. go go ahead. Sorry, oh, man. Dude, yeah, Jock staying hot. That was pretty much it. He's just oh you know, yeah, hitting the ball good. He, he just we haven't seen the home runs come from him yet, so that just gets me more excited because I'm like that. You know, the power's there, and I feel like. Right. We're, we're like waiting for a monsoon to start to come. Yeah, I feel like he's he's yeah. come like a, like a a big like you know I feel like he might hit ten home runs in the month of June or something like it might be something wild like that you know, um, but yeah, um, so like the top the top of the lineup the first four guys uh, that six hits six hits a piece, um, but even in the bottom of the lineup um, 
you know, Nick Martini, he was a guy, honestly, going into, into today's game, I was like, with the matchup with him and Ross, I was like, I think Martini can take one out. And he almost did in his first at bat end up being a sack fly, which is a great at bat. The fact that he put the ball in play, drove a guy home from third after the first two guys. And it was it was Bodie and Horner both got on, I think, is is what it what it was. Uh yeah. And um, you know, Martini gets a sack fly, next at bat gets a walk, ends up scoring on the Jock Peterson RBI single. It I, of course I want Hayward out there in right field for defensive reasons. And hopefully he gets the back going to, he's like the one guy left in, in on the roster who's not doing anything offensively consistently, consistently at least, but hopefully when Hayward comes off the IL, he can get it going. But for now, given the situation, I I'm, I'm interested to see what Nick Martini does because I, I, he just, he's kind of a guy that, He's just kind of being overlooked a lot, I think. And I think he, at least on this team, he has a nice role of just like giving you a professional at bat. Because every at bat that I've seen him, whenever he's coming off the bench, I thought he he the approach was great, just didn't get any hits. I remember his first at bat with the Cubs this year, first pitch he swung at it, almost hit it out, would have gone out if the wind wasn't blowing in. That's how much Cubs baseball I watch and how much I remember. I don't know. I'm weird. But – um. I don't I, again. I'm not saying Nick Martini is going to steal Jason Hayward's job, but I'm just saying I think he's a serviceable death piece. That if injuries keep coming, like at least you're going to get a professional bat out of him. And that was just something that we just really missed last year, and why I've just really been on the hype train of all of that this year with like Nico Horner and Matt Duffy and even Eric Sogard. And if you can get that kind, those kind of a bats out of uh, Nick Martini as as well, like just again, it just keeps adding like different dynamics to the lineup. Uh, to go with your power guys like KB and and Rizzo and Baez and Contreras. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, these these uh, contact guys, something that we're not used to in <laughs> Chicago, uh, at least lately, the last few years. Uh, when you get these guys, and I don't know if Martini will be consistently a contact guy, but he showed the ability to you know put some good at bats together. And you know who? How would we know that? Uh, Bryant wouldn't have done something. We, we, you know, we were upset about the lineup, but mm-hmm. we don't even know if maybe Bryant would have gotten a sack fly in that situation uh, early in the game. And hey, we'll take that. You know, like that's right. productive at bat. And that, uh, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like to get the production out of they got out of Martini today is it's huge because you're not expecting it. You're expecting what you're what you're supposed to get out of the first six guys in today's lineup. You know, Jock, Rizzo, Baez, Contreras, all that stuff. But like when you're getting that from Martini as well, like that's just spreading positive vibes. It's a good sign for the team moving forward. It takes some pressure off of those the stars as well. Still think you know we we need to get more out of the stars. Like you know I've been kind of down on Javi all year. I think he's get he's had a much better May. Um, but he you know he he's either hot or cold. I feel like it is what it is, and I want to get into a whole conversation about it, but. You know, when you're when you get contributions like we did out of Martina today, it's uh it's a positive sign. And it's uh you know, I, I hope this momentum just rolls in St. Louis, take two or three at least this weekend. Hell sweep those motherfuckers in St. Louis. I hate that city so much. Um it's boring. Yeah. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> so uh I guess one more thing, you know, PJ Higgins, his parents were there today. Unfortunately, they didn't see their so the son get a hit, yeah. And uh, but you know I know what they do. 
Yeah, but he did throw out. He did throw out. Uh, I don't remember who was running. I want to say it was Juan Soto, but I think it if was they're was it Turner? Maybe it was Turner, and Soto was at the plate. I thought it was strike him out, throw him out. It was a yeah. strike him out, throw him out play. Um, and I believe, I believe I you're. I think you're right. I think it, I think was, it was the Turner first time he was caught stealing too. They said, yeah, right. So if if Higgins is gonna at least give you that, then I can't complain too much about you know the offense because you're gonna get offense out of Contreras, and Higgins isn't gonna start every day. Uh, yeah. Make it, it, I guess he provides a little bit more upside than a guy like Tony Walters did because at least you knew who Tony Walters was. It wasn't anything crazy. PJ Higgins has some time here to maybe figure out a role. I guess I I read a tweet today that said that the Cubs were high on him. I mean I don't know what that mean by high, but he hasn't impressed too much yet with the bat. But at least defensively he's been okay. So you know I I think if you got two decent defensive catchers like the Cubs do I can't complain too much so as long as he's not playing first base for Rizzo because we need that we need that offense yeah just, <laughs> no, don't make that a regular thing but, right oh, right dude, Higgins uh I I believe the the throw out um I think it was his first see I tweeted it but then my research showed that but I was like man maybe they just didn't update this one but I mm-hmm. thought it was his first uh thrown out player which makes sense because he hasn't played much so mm-hmm. if at all so i think it was his first uh runner that he threw out but yeah i mean you'll take that It'll, he looked pretty good in, in spring training too for what it's worth and uh you know yeah like you said there's probably more upside than tony walters so sorry that you had to be the casualty but you know well we'll see what he does you know yeah, right right well man uh anything else on this game and we can move to tomorrow's game preview the pitching matchup and we'll get a fly w player pick yeah, no, I mean, you pretty much wrapped it all up. Uh, Cubs got a W. Cubs got a series win and feeling good, you know, just yeah. keep playing it, hopefully. Exactly. I'm with you. Um, all right. Well, uh, tomorrow, Friday, the Cubs head into St. Louis. They're currently three games back uh, after today. I, I think – I assume St. Louis has a game tonight. I don't know who – I think they're playing Pittsburgh, right? I don't know if they had an off day today, but uh, if – Pittsburgh, if they are, if they are, uh, the Cubs will go into St. Louis tomorrow, three games back. If they play tonight, then they potentially could be either three and a half or two and a half back. If you want to check the schedule, um, go ahead. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So somebody, I think, okay. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, it looks like the Cardinals are off. So that means the Cubs are heading in St. Louis three games back and they're in second place in the NL Central right now. So this is this is a big early season uh, series. Uh, the Cubs playing the Cardinals for the first time this season. Kyle Hendricks going up against uh, Carlos Martinez. Um, and uh, I don't know about you, man. Uh, Kyle Hendricks was was great in his last start. It shoved eight innings down the Detroit Tigers throats. Um, it was probably his best star of the year. Um, so he's looking to build on that. I know a lot of people have been kind of like, I don't want to say hating on Kyle Hendricks, but just saying that like, he's not an ACE type guy, even though, uh, I disagree with that. He's just been kind of inconsistent so far this year. Um, I think he's going to figure it out. Uh, what, uh, how, how do you feel about this pitching matchup? Well, I love Kyle Hendricks first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I completely agree with you. Hendricks is that dude. Mm-hmm. The professor, he can throw as 
like as slow as he wants to and still get weak contact. And that game against the Pirates, he didn't allow a lot of hard contact. There was like none in that mm. first inning to the, well, a lot of the damage that was done. So he's basically had three straight good starts. I mean, not like on paper when you look at obviously the Pirates game. Yeah, that's a tough one because it, it, it looks terrible and he got he beat up on paper, but he really, they, they got lucky. He got babbit to death in that game. So yeah, I, I love it. I think, uh, you know, the Cardinals aren't an easy lineup to navigate, but oh, he's yeah. had a lot of success against them. And, mm. you know, obviously Aaron, Aaron, Aaron and uh, Dylan Carlson, that'll be a little bit of a new challenge to their lineup, but for sure. Uh, I like well, he it. Still in, he faced Dylan Carlson last year, but um, I know Dylan Carlson, his start his career was was a little tough, but he yeah. has been very good this year, obviously. Um, and Nolan Arenado's putting up normal numbers like he usually does. Uh, unfortunately, I could go on a whole rant about how dumb the Rockies were for giving him up and give also giving St. Louis $50 million. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, no. uh, right, right. So uh, I, I guess uh, I'm reading on MLB.com right now in this little preview. They said uh, the Hendricks has a 2.70 ERA with 17 strikeouts against two walks in 20 innings in his pa- in his last three outings. So um, I, he's trending up, man. He's trending up. Um, on the other side, Martinez, he's returning from the injured list, which I didn't know he was even on the injured list, but he's returning from. He had a right ankle sprain, it looks like. Um, Let's see. He hasn't faced the Cubs as a starter since 2019. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Um, yeah, man, I, I I, think as far as like a, like if you want to call tomorrow a must win in terms of like winning the series, I would say so because you got your guy out there. You got your ace out there. And he's not going up against Jack Flatter. He's going up against Carlos Martinez, who I don't know. I mean, he's got good stuff, but he, I don't think Carlos Martinez has panned out to be the ace that the Cardinals had hoped maybe, you know, three or four years ago. So um, I think he tomorrow really held him back. I think he he wants to be a starter still, but he's probably yeah. best served now in this stage of his career and being a bullpen guy. And he was their closer get to for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the Cubs and the Cubs have in the past. And he's also you know, handled the Cubs well too. So I, 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 despite all that, I still think if the Cubs are going to win this series, they need to win tomorrow because Kyle Hendricks is on the mound. Um, and I'm looking at the Cardinals. Nolan Arenado has two home runs against them. Uh, but Nolan Arenado has home runs against a lot of guys. So (laughs) whatever, uh, Matt Carpenter also has one against him, but Matt Carpenter is hitting Oh, 98 against Kyle Hendricks in his career. Um, Let's see, Paul Goldschmidt, he's batting 370 in 27 at-bats against him. Uh, that cuck, Yadier Molina, he's 290 and 31 at-bats against him. So, you know, I the normal guys, they're, they're, big, they're big bats. They, they have some decent numbers against them. Um, but other than that, they don't, like, they don't have any power numbers against them. So if he can just, you know, keep guys off base and, uh, you know, give up a hit here or there, who knows? Maybe they'll uh, – you know, sneak one out. On the other side, um, Martinez, uh, as far as Cubs players who have done well against him, I mean, Rizzo has two homers against him. He's batting 242 and three, 33 uh, at-bats against him. Uh, Ian Happ, two home runs against him. 
batting 313 against uh, Carlos Martinez. And then Chris Bryant has a homer, and so does Willis Contreras. Um, Contreras batting 389 against uh, Carlos Martinez. So I think there's a lot of opportunity in this lineup tomorrow, um, my friend. So uh, any any more thoughts on this before I get a fly W player for me, from you? No, I mean, you know, we pretty much said everything. They've seen him a lot. Um, some guys have had some good success against him. And I think, you know, you got the right guys that have been hot lately, like Ian Happ, that, uh, that um, you know, have had success against him. So mm. that just bodes well for the Cubs, you know. Right, right. So uh, I'll, you know, on this podcast, it's, it's the running joke. I'm, I always roll with Andrew Chafin as my fly to W player. Uh, but if I had to take a, uh, if I had to take a position player, I'll take, I'll take Ian Happ because he's hitting 313 against Carlos Martinez and he has two home runs against him. He had two home runs today. See if he keeps it going tomorrow. Would love to see it. I remember his, uh, his first home run of his career was in St. Louis. Uh, so, yeah, bring those bring those vibes back, I guess. And uh, let's get a W tomorrow, man. Who you got for me? You know, you kind of stole my guy, but <laughs> sorry. I, no, it's good. <laughs> I say that he's. I agree with you. I think he's going to stay hot. Yeah. And I, I'm going to say right now, Jack Peterson hits a bomb. The home runs are coming. <laughs> Young Jack in the club going crazy. Jack's hitting one out. And uh, let's go. Let's get a let's get a W. Let's get this first one out of the way. And well, I don't start. know. I don't know if you're a, a gambling man uh, as much as me, but I'll ride with you tomorrow. I'll bet Jock Peterson to hit a home run tomorrow uh, because I would love to see Jock Peterson bat drop in the city of St. Louis and trigger all the old farts who are all about the unwritten rules, uh, who who love and and uh, you know support Tony Larusa more than anyone else on this planet. Um, I would love to see Jock Peterson just bat flip the shit out of, uh, of an, a bat after him mashing one 480 feet into the bleachers in St. Louis. I would love nothing more. My friend. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll jump in on that with you. I'll put a little more. All right. We're riding. We're riding. I'm all right. I'm ready. Let's hope uh, they got the odds at like plus 500 or something. I just want to see. Yeah. Little- those majestic poses that Peterson gives. Uh, yeah, we saw it all yeah. spring training, and exactly. the bat flip will be incredible. And, you know, LaRusso's not there, so sorry, Cardinals fans. We're uh, we're going we're gonna to well, stomp on you tomorrow. Yeah, well, you know, I don't care if he's there or not. I'm just looking for any reason to just make fun of that entire story that's been talked <laughs> about all week. Um, okay. All right. Well, uh, everyone, this is the Cubs official podcast of the ONTAP Sportsnet network ron if you're still watching in the stream i hope you're grading this very well um you can follow us on twitter at cubbies on tap you can follow me on twitter at cody on tap and you can follow uh joey at the riot 326 i love that handle by the way man um change it i made an email a long time ago and i just couldn't change it i was like you know that's cool man um so yeah like i said we're the official cubs podcast of the on tap sports network uh i also forgot to mention we are on instagram as well at cubbies on tap if you're not following us go follow us over there we're posting stuff all the time um and trying to really uh, build the brand over there on Instagram. 
So, uh, yeah, man, I got nothing else. Anything else from you before we get out of here? No, man, this is a good, uh, I appreciate you having me on and, uh, good first show. I feel like for hopefully everybody else liked, uh, listening and watching or will like listening. Um, and, uh, look forward to doing it again soon. And by the way, we are one and oh, when I joined the post game, just, just, just throwing right. that out. I love it. We, me and you are one and oh, when we do the post game. So let's just keep, let's, let's keep uh, track of this. We'll see how we do, uh, you know, in the next time we do it, I think Joe Maris is going to join me tomorrow. Um, and I believe me and him are, Owen one. I can't remember what game we did, but I remember bitching a lot whenever uh, <laughs> me and him did the post game. So we'll uh, I'll have to go back and look that one up. But uh, anyway, man, as always, good talking to you. Glad we finally got to do this. I'm looking forward to talking to you down the road. Let's get out of here. The only way we know how. Let's go Cubs. Go Cubs.